My name is Zakir Muhammad, and you are listening to the Living Legacy Podcast. This weekly podcast features women of purpose sharing stories of resilience. They are wives, artists, entrepreneurs, they run businesses, and here they will share their stories of how they overcame obstacles and how they're juggling it all. If you're ready to learn about professionalism, entrepreneurship, business, travel, life, and love, you're in the right place. You will hear real and raw stories of survival. Now it's your turn to be inspired to step outside of your own comfort zone. I am a cancer survivor, brand cultivating strategist, world traveler, and a professional photographer. I'm your host of the Living Legacy Podcast. Let's get into it. So today's Living Legacy Podcast episode is another exciting one because it's an in-person interview. Shoot, what do I say about you? (laughs) Oh my god, okay. So this is another one of my very close friends. We've known each other since high school, and we're going to talk about exactly how we met, because I feel like to this day it's still a funny story. Um, But she currently works at the YMCA in Broward County, Florida, and she is a South Florida native, just like me. And she is very involved in the community, but she's also involved in the minority community as well, which I feel is very important. And we just also love to travel together. So our first trip that we took together was to Jamaica. And that was the first girl trip. And ironically, um, you may see a purple wristband. She actually came up to be with me at my um, conference in Memphis. So we kind of thought of got to travel to Memphis together. So without further ado, hi, lady. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Of course. I had to support my bestie, I know. you know. We had to we had to get we were like, we gotta do this. Yeah, we should do this. We were putting it off though. Yeah. We got so much going on. So much going on. It's really easy to kinda get wrapped up into how busy your life is and forgetting about everything else. But I think this year one of my priorities has been making sure that I upkeep my relationships. Friendship. Yes. That's what this episode is gonna be about. All about friendship because not everyone has that genuine friendship that can last it's almost 10 years for us. Yeah, so, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so how did we meet? Let me see what your side of the story is. So I was a really good child in high school. In, throughout my entire school year, I was a really good child. I didn't do any senior skip days. I didn't skip. I. The only thing that I was that I did was like maybe show up late every single day <laughs> to class but I never like played pokey or anything like that so this one day I was like oh let me just go to Miss Henry the our uh, school guidance counselor let me just go to her office because I know other kids who did that and they hung out at her office or whatever I'm like let me just be that kid for once I just want to try it out so I get there and that wasn't happening because Zakira was there and Miss Henry was like, oh, you guys are going in the same class, right? Can you just, can you escort um, Zakira there and, and introduce her? And I'm like, okay. that was your facial expression. Your facial expression was like, I really don't want you. I didn't expect it. <laughs> did, that, did you see that? <laughs> oh my God, I thought I was hiding that. But yeah, it wasn't necessarily you. It was just that I wanted to play hooky. I didn't want to be in class, but okay, now I have to go back to class, which is whatever. Yeah, that's yep. so funny. And, but that was... Like, she was literally the first and ended up being the best friend that I had at that school. Because it was my second high school. So, remember, I, um, if you listen to the previous episode, I grew, 
grew up in Tampa. I started high school in Tampa and then finished high school in Florida, Florida. So I moved back home for uh, medical purposes. So yeah, you were my first friend. Um, and then we just, well, how many classes did we actually have together though, that we first year? I don't know if we had any classes together. But I don't know, like, this is the part where I'm like, how did we really become friends? Because I remember, because I'm the kind of person where um, I wasn't really like the most popular person. I was kind of a floater, and I was always aware and mindful of people who didn't really have a social circle or whatever. And so being that I knew she was new, she, you came in like mid-year. Um, I checked in on you once and I saw you in the hall and I was like, oh, hey, like, how's it going? You were like, remind me of your name again. And I'm like, oh, it's like that. <laughs> but it was okay because I was the first person that you met. And that was, I think, weeks later when I actually caught up with you. Um, and actually, I think what happened was you hung out with a lot of the other black girls in our high school. Um, and Tried I, to. Tried to. I'll say that. We're not going to no tea today <laughs> but um i was i kind of knew those girls too so i guess that's kind of how it kind of happens yeah maybe at lunch maybe we did see each other at lunch a bit yeah but even um, so i never hung out with them that often so no. i don't i'm so confused as to how but then, yeah i don't know about that first year but definitely when did i start so definitely when it came time for key club somehow somewhere but why definitely... did you feel comfortable asking me to be a part of key club maybe because like, you were my part first of no you were involved in that Shape. other club. Yeah, I was, you, I was vice like, president for two yeah. years and president of Shape. And maybe that's why I was like, okay, she got leadership abilities. I need someone with leadership abilities if I want to start this club. Because I had to start the chapter of Chief Key Club there. But and still when going did, strong, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but when did we uh, have to decide our tech programs? Junior Well, the end of sophomore year, we had to decide. So maybe that, too. We realized that we were going to be close together. So you were in yeah. the graphic program directly across from me in the photography program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but anyway, okay, so Key Club is when we really just kind of hit and missed. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it was a hit and miss because even then we were still pretty tight. Like, we still maintained communication and we talked a lot. I, the miss part that you're picking up on is the lack of communication but I feel like every friendship every relationship exactly has to go through like a storming period but it was high school like what do we know we had to be like it, it was it was a blessing in disguise that Key Club worked out but it was a whirlwind because it worked out so well so quickly so quickly yeah. so we literally it was like we literally got married as soon as we joined the Key Club president and vice president because we had to communicate with each other all the time even when we didn't want to even when we had a bad day at home yeah um even when we didn't feel like feel like because our mental health is off out of whack. Yeah. So cool. Okay. So then I don't know. I feel like we need to go in order of our story because this is ten years. All right. So, <laughs> right? but there was there's one key key conversation that I want to hit on. So there was the the point of contention between us with Key Club, you know, where it was a breakdown of communication and. It's so cute. Like, looking back, it's so cute how we had that <laughs> conflict. Because it was about a high school club and, like, getting stuff done in this high school club. And meanwhile, I'm dealing with, like, you know what I mean? Like, actual community stuff. But um, anyway, so that was, that was, like, one key point in our friendship. And then the other key point was there was this one time that I very, remember very vividly where you were like, hey, can you talk real quick? This is, like, during our tech, tech class at the end of the day. So, like, half the day was spent in regular classes and the other half of the day was at tech classes because we went to tech because just to rewind for those who do not go to or never heard of technical uh, schools you get your high school uh, diploma 
could you take your regular classes, AP classes, whatever, and then the second half, you also get a certification in whatever program it is. Exactly. I think it was also a magnet school, too. Uh, McFadder. Go Fusions. It's a different mascot now, but anyways. Yeah. Um, so you like so we were across the uh, across the hall from each other. So you're like, hey, can you talk? And so I was like, yeah, I can talk. And Mr. Fitchett, my teacher, he was like, so whatever. We could literally do whatever we wanted. I don't even know how. What it whatever. <laughs> but we came outside outside the building, and you just like talked to me about like everything you were going through with your friend group and what you went through in your life and like all the insecurities that you had. And I remember in that moment, I was like, this is like real friendship. Like this is, this is what happens. Like this is what you, this is what I need to really build a connection with someone. Because so often in high school, like you sort of share the same experience as me, I didn't really feel like I was building real connections with people. I didn't really feel like people really truly cared about me. It was more like a passive, like, oh, Whitney's there or indifferent, um, but I never really felt wanted truly and there is a whole bunch of situations that happen that you know contributes to that but that moment was like this is like a real authentic connection see that but what's so funny though is i don't even remember that really so, yeah I that really was don't. so like significant for me, for me i think for me the moment of true bonding where i felt like this friendship could last was decon the district convention for yeah. key club mm-hmm. because that's like a trip away from home a field trip on our own we had to raise the money for that, and then we ended up being like hotel roommates. So, like, I've always, I, I always had like a lot of sleepovers going up. So for me, my love language is quality time. So the fact that we got to share hotel room, I think that kind of like triggered it for me. Like, yeah. this, this is I think we shared a bed. Did we? That would be the even first <laughs> time I think we shared a bed. Okay. If I remember correctly, because we had five people in that room. Oh. So yeah, we shared a bed the first did. time. The second year, we didn't share a right. bed. So yeah, that even that closeness is like you have to. Because really... at first people like, oh no, because <laughs> oh. we're both like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right. if I could do it anyone at the trip, it would be her. Right. So right. Yeah. And then let's see. After Key Club, after high school, we kept in touch. I moved away to Washington D.C. to continue photography. Mm-hmm. And then we met up again. Yeah. To Jamaica. <laughs> so I want to highlight like the part when you went away a little bit because. I am so used to long distance friendships. So when she moved away, it wasn't a situation to where I felt any pressure like, oh, I'm not going to be able to be friends with her, especially in this age of technology with social media and everything. It's really easy to be able to connect. Um, so it was it was more of a minor annoyance for me because I'm just so used to having long distance relationships and friendships and stuff. Um, so yeah, but anyways, moving on. Jamaica. No, so what that's, happened that's, with Jamaica? Yeah. I because we hadn't seen each other in a while. Yes. And then we finally saw each other in Jamaica. We're very excited at the airport. I was having a rough time <laughs> in life, and I had like a little bit of money from like grants and stuff in college, but you're, which you're not supposed to use on. But whatever, I was young, so I used it on travel. And I was like, "Do you want to go to Jamaica with me?" And you're like, "Yeah." So we just went to Jamaica for a weekend. But it was a, um, you also just found out about the boutique hotel. Yes, it, so was, it was like a new, mm-hmm, and then grow Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was cool. That was our first girls trip. Um, technically my first girl trip too. Because I mean, I've done, yeah, it was my first. I think first you went to Puerto Rico one time before, too. Before, I think it was after you though. Oh, okay. If I remember Ooh, correctly, I it was after carry. you. Because I was, I was with. Gotcha. When, when I went to Puerto Rico. Okay. So before that, I didn't even know 
who he was. Well, I mean, we were in touch, but he was in the military. Anyway, um, yeah, so we had our first girl trip together, which was great, a great learning experience. And then, yeah, okay, so what do you think helped us to define? Because for me, I feel like longevity defines friendship sometimes, but what also do you think helps you define what you would consider a best friend? This is actually a question that I had to think about a lot recently. Um, 2013 was like arguably the worst year of my life for a multitude of reasons. One of those reasons being uh, one of my best long quality friends actually passed away. His name was Eric. And he was someone that I first considered a best friend because I didn't even consider you a best friend at the time, right? So. You know, that's interesting. But he was the person that I felt like, oh my gosh, if anyone's a best friend, it's him. Like, he actually makes me feel like I'm wanted. And all these things that I need to feel kind of complete in that. Um, and so when he passed, my long, my longest friendship was gone. So then I had to refigure, like, what, who's what my best friend now? Yeah. You know, do I have a best friend? Um, those questions came to mind. And so I had some people that fit the mold. And over time, I, you know, kind of assimilated them into the role of best friend but with you um i feel like what made us best become best friends was um throughout the years we would always talk like so to me it wasn't so much longevity but like the quality of our conversations that we would have like i could tell you any any and everything like if i'm distressed it's past midnight i know i can message you and you're probably gonna be awake and you're like gonna lend me an ear and talk to me about it and that's something like you can't really like replace that like you can't really beat that and like you have the history to where you know how to talk to me and all these things um so I think that's how I would answer that question now and of course now we have that longevity so I can really say like I mean it's almost been a decade some days kids can be all other times they can get a little that's childhood and that's why kids need Kiwanis our 600,000 members worldwide support the development and imagination of kids wherever they are, every day. Because nothing sounds better than a child with a future. See how kids around the world are heard at Kiwanis.org. I think for me, I have trust issues, <laughs> which is probably one of the issues I've probably first vented about. So, like for me, not like if I know that you've been around, but you've been around for a long time, but you've been around through thick and thin, but you've also been non-judgmental. Because I think it's, it's so easy for me to be Mr. That's why nobody understood me in high school. And um, <laughs> so I feel like trust was a big thing for me. So the moment I knew that I could come to you with my relationship issues, with my like, issues with my, my parents and stuff, um, that's when I knew like, okay, I can literally throw my drama at her. And it's not like a week later, I'm you going ghost on me or, you know, it wasn't anything like that. So I think for me also the matter of uh, not feeding into my trust issues, but like helping me, yeah. you know, if that makes sense. So and that's, that's what was so impactful for me about that conversation you had with me when you called me out in high school. Because I was like, because you also said like, I heard that I have to just learn how to trust people and just open up. So I'm going to do that right now, if that's okay. And I was like, that's so okay. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> In, internally. 
but externally I was like, yeah, sure, just tell me everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's interesting. Love it, love it. Okay, so um, what do you do now? Um, <laughs> so, oh, how do I even want to answer this question? <laughs> Don't put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> we, okay, no. Rewind. Maybe maybe it can be a two-part. Where do you see yourself in five years? So, what do I do now? What do I see myself in five years? Sure. Okay. So, what do I do now? Currently, I... So, after I got my bachelor's in psychology with honors from the Florida Atlantic University... Um, Go, I, well, I manifested for myself that I would get into a graduate degree, degree program focusing on community psychology in particular. Um, and I also manifested that I would get a job in the field immediately after graduating in the same community that inspired me to uh, get this degree. So I got both at the same time, which was a lot. And we're not going to talk about that in this podcast. But um, so that's where I work. I work um, in the community of Sistrunk. Uh, which is in the heart of Fort Lauderdale. It's like in, the heart of the African-American community. Pretty much. It's a historically African-American community or a black community. Um, while I physically work there, the work that I do is all over Broward County, particularly addressing the health concerns of uh, disenfranchised groups <laughs> in the county. So that could be black people. Um, or it could be people who, you know, mostly use Medicare, Medicaid, or live in low-income housing, uh, don't have access to resources or good transportation, maybe live in a food desert, um, things like that. So the whole point of the job is to kind of connect them and empower them with resources that can help them uh, be better self-managers of their health, basically. Now, rewind a little bit. You did tell me this, one of our little pillow talks, but you did tell me that. Had, had it not been for me kind of recruiting you as the vice president for T-Club, this wouldn't have had shaped your life. It would have shaped right. you differently. Right, Like exactly. So there's certain key moments in my life where I know that if this didn't happen, I wouldn't have this, and I wouldn't have this, and I wouldn't have this. So like one of those is like in middle school, this teacher was like, you should go to McFadder. She's like super gifted. You guys need to put her at McFadder. Or like, you know, go outside of this area or whatever. And so that's how I found McFadder. And then when I met you, um, I was already in shape, so I was already doing kind of philanthropic work, community, community work, but with Zakira, I kind of really got to do the ground up, because um, shape was a little bit more structured in the way that we operated, so it was a little, I guess I could say easier to manage, um, though it was still a lot of work, but Key Club, it was a lot more work, because we had to build up the people um, to do the work and, and do the volunteers. And, and the projects. Right, which is hard for two black girls that aren't popular at all <laughs> or really but have a lot even of even minority just being minority and for a lot of them because I mean Key Club is, is an international organization now so we were just a chapter and then we had to fight we had to do a lot of fighting yeah we shed a lot of tears like in the beginning when we were first kind of getting inducted into the whole Key Club Kiwanis family I remember the first uh, that I, what was it? It, it was it was a graduation or what was it? An it's an induction. An induction. It was an induction yeah. ceremony, and we like I literally cried and I'm like thank you so much for like because I I could I could just feel how special it was that I was a part of this club and what we were doing, um, and so I went to decon that junior year and the following year I was like screw Brad Bash I don't care about these people anyway they don't care about it me. Was the same <laughs> every senior in high school I hope they still do it, but every every senior in high school, like right after prom. Was it? It's before prom. Okay, before prom, you get like 
Like, you're almost the first taste of independence for a lot of people. Screw grab bags. Okay. Like, I don't care about those people. They don't care about me. I want to go to decon because that's, like, going to really impact my life. But wait, just so people know, I don't even know if they still do it now. Uh, right before prom, you get to have, like, a taste of independence and right. go take grab a trip bash. to... Well, for Florida, at least, we wanted, everybody wanted to go to, like, Disney, Orlando area. Or Universal. But it was all in the same area. Mm -hmm. It's just, we chose to not party, like, it's 1999, but, like, party with other community leaders. Yes, and other people who were interested in the things that we were interested in. Um, and so I made that decision. And, yeah, I mean, I told you how much I appreciate you getting me into all of that because that kind of gave me a taste of, like, if I didn't have that experience, maybe I wouldn't have thought, ooh, community work, you know, when I got into the Sichuan community initially, uh, just being an intern working. Maybe that wouldn't have happened, you know, or maybe I wouldn't have. But also, the, the leadership qualities that I gained from Key Club stayed with me throughout college. And so I did, you know, a lot of things in college and had leadership positions and other big organizations kind of similar to Key Club as far as scope. Um, yeah, so it... it definitely shaped my experience this friendship and I guess that's also why I can consider you a best friend because you're not just there for me to socialize with or to party with or to drink with or anything it's kind of frivolous like that but you actually kind of enhance my life you know and you have enhanced my life and that is definitely important because I will say like I appreciate being told when I have impacted you because it's like I'm doing this stuff you know sure it feels good to me but it's like it might even help in everyone because it's between my love language of words of affirmation and then my anagram I learned is number two, which is the helper. Oh. So we, I got to take your test. But anyway, I'm between a, that. Life past seven. Okay. Yeah, so okay. we'll figure that out. Yeah, anyway. So <laughs> between that, it was like, okay, how do I know that I'm even, like, how, how do I know that I'm being fed? You know, I'm doing all these feeding. How do I know that I'm being fed? So I love those moments where uh, you can tell me that because that, you know, feeds, feeds the friendship. Yeah, <laughs> and you take me to my first concert too, a Chris oh, Brown first, concert. Our first trip out the country. First concert. was actually with you. You're right. The Jamaica trip yeah. was with you. Uh, the first concert, concert was Chris Brown. Well, Chris Brown and then Bow Wow was there and Tiger H was there. and T Pain and ooh, that was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed that whole that show. That like, I think I actually cried during one part. I think the song was um, No Air. Oh, that man. song. I cried during um, All Back because that album, Fame, that was my favorite. I wanted All Back. And I don't know. It was like, I don't know what I was thinking of, but I wanted something All Back. And I was just like, yes, yeah. I want All Back. But anyway, that was yeah. fun. There's always something like that about a concert. But yeah. Anyways, off topic. Yeah. Back to our friendship. <laughs> that's how we do it. That's how we do it. Um, okay. Um, what were we talking and, about? And so now that's, that's what you do. That's how you got into it. That's what you do now. But what do you want to do in five years? So, very interesting question, <laughs> because I've done a lot of soul searching this year. Um, I'm coming out of a depression that could have been, because I wasn't diagnosed, that's what I'm saying, could, I, could have been. I feel like I definitely had minor or major depressive disorder, like I would have been diagnosed for either of those things. Um, but last year was really, really rough for me. I was overworking myself. Uh, doing this graduates program at the same time but that I'm working more than 40 hours a week at my job and I was kind of just running my I was running on fumes really and um, I was like going into this year it has to be different I have to do different things I started getting my nails done this is like 
what? Last year I would have been like, no, I'm not getting my nails done. That's like stupid. I don't even do my makeup, let alone get my nails done. But anyway, well, I so don't I, either. But I had like, anyways, yeah. Yeah, but I just decided to, to do things kind of different. What was the question? You can answer that. <gasps> what do you, you want to be in five years? Right. So during my soul searching, I realized that I have neglected myself last year. Um, I just focused on this job. And the job wasn't feeding me. It wasn't feeding my soul in the way I wanted it to be fed. And so I had to really think about what is going to feed me. What is going to, like, kind of give me purpose. And then I remembered, oh, you were, like, you've been working on this book, this, this book series since 2012. Why did you stop doing that? And I stopped doing that because of this job, because it was just so busy. And I would just come home and just pass out because I was just so tired. You know, I could barely eat sometimes, you know. Um, so... In five years, I'm pretty sure what I want to do, I want to be working in, in the community with, like, you know, our demographic as as much as I can, but I think I want to be a best-selling author <laughs> and impact people through my storytelling instead, because um, I'm, so I'm a Virgo, which is, like, really practical, so I feel like uh, that Virgo side kind of lends itself to the community work that I do. But I also think of Beyonce. Just think of Beyonce. Right, Beyonce. Ugh, love her. Uh, but my move, so that's my sun sign, right? And I'm going to teach kind of some zodiac <laughs> stuff in here. My moon sign is Pisces, which is literally the opposite of Virgo. Yeah. So Pisces is more creative. It's more intuitive. It's more flowy, watery, sensitive. Uh, and so I feel like my moon sign has kind of been like coming out my inner Pisces nature's been coming out and I just want to be creative I want to you know manifest all the crazy ideas that I have in my head for stories and I want to work in that now and so it's kind of been a challenge kind of figuring out how I'm going to adjust from doing this practical work that I'm doing to this more unknown territory creative field which I didn't see my like five years ago I didn't see myself thinking that I wasn't going to be you know not doing community psychology work or community work period you know or doing something else like I never I don't know so yeah that's that's my long-winded complicated answer to that. okay okay <laughs> now if we want to find out more about you where can we find you on the web um well, I have an Instagram. I have a Facebook too, but I don't really go on there often. So my Instagram is naturally wit, uh, N A T U R A L L Y W I T, because it's a nickname and a nickname doesn't have to have a silent letter in it. So yeah, it's W I T, not W H I T. Cool. Have to put that in there. Cool. <laughs> cool. Well, I look forward to seeing you on Instagram, and thank you for coming up for my conference. Okay. Another level, another definition of friendship. Yes, I have to support you. You supported me. Like, I, the, the, you're the reason I'm here in my life right now. Like, what? Like, of course I'm going to come and support you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Living Legacy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and download so you don't miss the next episode. If you want to learn more, you can visit ZakiraNayar.com. That's Z-A-A-K-I-R-A-H-N-A-Y-Y-A-R dot com.